Welcome to the podcast that passes poor performance on pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Darren Duncan, alongside with my best friend, Audie Marsh. We're just a couple of cool cats casually causing some chaos with conversation. We're here to entertain you, not hurt your feelings, so don't blame us. What's happening, dude? What's up, man? It is Friday evening. In forever. Don't I say say Every single week you say that. You're like, this week has been so long. I hate my job. (laughs) (laughs) John Bernthal said it was the best job ever in the movie uh, Fury. I thought the Army was the best fucking job ever. Eh, It is, but it's like a love-hate relationship. Kind of like the first girlfriend you have like in high school. You know, I it's guess, like, yeah. I don't know if I want to be with you forever because I got my whole life ahead of you. That's kind of how I feel about the army. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing tonight, man? We got some badass motherfuckers on. I'm yes, absolutely. About this. I, I've been uh, I've been listening to their music all week. I've encouraged people at work. I'm like, yo, check check this out. Like they're coming on, you know, and uh, some of the people at work have slowly been tuning into our podcast and everything. And I've got them tuned into this. So hopefully uh they tune in because i was hyping it up at work you know it's a large cool. following the army's a large following if you can just get people to quit drinking and watch <laughs> <laughs> for sure that is the struggle let's bring them on man bring we got lydia's on. castle hey what's, what's up guys what's up yeah. how are Thanks. you doing this friday evening yeah we're doing good man just uh excited to be on your guys' show thanks for having us yeah, thank you for taking time out of your Friday night to hop on. It's exciting. Absolutely. Now, now y'all, y'all are in, uh, you're in Tennessee. Correct me if I'm wrong. You are. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. We're, we're from, uh, we're here in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. I've got a, I've got an army buddy, uh, that is a highway patrol. I believe he's out there. So if y'all get pulled over, just drop my name. <laughs> Maybe I'll get y'all out of a ticket. Yeah, that works every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just mention my name. They're probably like Lydia. They're like, who? No. Here's Do you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> I know <Right>. Audie. <laughs> like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so I, I got a question right off the bat. Lydia's castle, is that Greek mythology related? It's not, unfortunately. Okay, because Lydia's a kingdom in Greek mythology that was ran by the descendants of Hercules. So I was wondering, yeah. So I was wondering if that's my what where you got it from. So what 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 does it mean? Guess I've ever heard. I was educated guess I've ever heard. Thanks for giving us the meaning behind our name. Yeah, that's correct. You're the winner. (laughs) So what does it mean to you guys? How'd you come up with it? Yeah, so uh, Lydia's Castle is just um, a really special personal meeting between Cody and I. Um, just long story short, uh, we ended up going through um, uh, if an, an infant pregnancy lost probably about just a couple of days before our uh, due date. And uh, her name was Lydia. And through going through that tragedy, we ended up having to figure out who we wanted to be as people again. And uh, so in rebuilding ourselves, we built Lydia's castle and through tragedy, we found a bright side and a way to, you know, honor her and her name. And uh, it's just to inspire other people that you can go through awful times in life and uh, there can be a positive uh, spin on it, a positive outcome at the end. Right. That's wow. That's really deep. I didn't expect an answer like that. That's (laughs) mythology thing. That's I was about to say, cool, da- so. yeah. Darren, you should seem like an asshole. You should have never asked that question. <laughs> All right. Not me, right? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool. I'm always interested in how people come up with band titles because that's like the first thing bands argue about, you know? <laughs> Yeah. No, like, bands, bands will fucking argue, but it's like the first yeah. argument they have is what are we going to call ourselves? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> the band name is the hardest part of all. Yeah, you got to get like five other motherfuckers to agree to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. We just told them what we were naming it. Yeah. It was kind of like, <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, we need a bass player. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> when we like, um, when yeah. we trademarked it, it was like not in existence. Yeah, so. No that's another hard thing to have something that's not been taken already. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were we were afraid it was going to be taken because we've had this name kind of floating around for a while, and 
we always thought like, oh man, someone has to have this name. And then we looked it up and nobody, nobody has it. So we good. We own the trademark completely outright. You, you know, oh. m- mentioning that, uh, I was just talking to Darren um, before we brought y'all on is uh, the SEO and analytics on Google. Like you put your name in, y'all are like, boom, it comes up. So kudos to y'all for that. That's, you know, that's, it took us a little bit to get on the Google because of, of the SEO and stuff, but y'all were like all over, which is a, a great, great sign that um, the SEO is reading. So kudos to that on the name. That's that's genius. And that's just me being a nerd thinking social network type stuff. Yeah. But that's, that's yeah, good. You definitely want people to be able to find you. Otherwise, what's the goddamn point? And they, you don't want them swimming through nine other Lydia's castles until they're like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I never yeah. understood that about having band names you can't pronounce or you can't spell or like the death metal bands that have the fucking same font that looks like a pile of yeah. it's it's like, like, <laughs> it looks like a bunch of snot running down the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you like, can't even tell who the hell they are. Right. Yeah. yeah, someone on social media shared a picture of whatever metal album they're listening to. And I could not for life of me tell what band they were listening to. I was like, who is this? I can't, Dude, I can't I've seen know. flyers for like death metal festivals. And I'm like, who the hell's playing? There's 30 bands on this thing. And I don't know who the hell they are. Yeah, you can't it's even absurd. make out name. I just uh, I just watched your new video. It dropped like 20 hours ago, and it was a really powerful video. I love music videos that tell stories, man. And I'm gl- a lot of people don't do that shit anymore. I don't know why. When we were uh, interviewing for directors, we had a couple a couple directors tell us that concept is dead and everybody wants live video, and we we're like, no, that, I don't think I don't think you're, that's right. So uh, we. We found Austin Delamano here in, in uh, Nashville, and he's an amazing young talent. He he's willing to take on any crazy idea that I've thrown at him so far. So you know, he seems like he's the guy to work with, and he he did a great job with this video as well as the other ones. Mm-hmm. He did, yeah. Do you um? So did you, it was it your idea to for that story in the video, and does it coincide with the lyrics? And do you think you guys got the point across? Yeah. Yeah. So like when we when um. So like when Cody and I sat down to really talk about like how we wanted to execute the music video, because the music video is really a tribute to our daughter, Lydia. And um, we didn't want to like highlight that as like the whole music video, but that's what really the song is about. And um, we just wanted to, you know, highlight it softly, but then also like have a story behind it. And Austin really did. We came with a, a concept and he really just kind of grabbed it and ran with it and yeah. just executed it perfectly. I literally, <clears throat> when Tanya and I were coming up with concept, uh, was just standing, I was pacing in, in the living room, spouting out just a bunch of ideas for scenes that I thought should, should fit into this <laughs> music video. And Tanya's telling me to sit down and slow down. Yeah, I'm like, stop talking to... so fast. I can't really type so fast. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to type out the entire... Uh, just just everything about it and but uh we finally just gave a bunch of ideas to austin and i gave him a loose a loose kind of timeline of how i feel like it should go um but i feel he took it like three steps further than i could have even have taken it so he's he did an amazing job on it that's all i can say how do you guys find your actors for your music videos do you guys like have them audition or are they your friends no, these friends. are all people that we know. Yeah, yeah. we, we oh, cool. make a conscious effort of trying to involve our friends and people from the music scene as much as yeah. possible. So other people in scenes are actually in this. In fact, um, the the gentleman who plays in Search for You, uh, Rich, how do you say his last name? <laughs> I've, I've known him for a while. I think it's Crete. Crete. Uh, anyway. Anyways, yeah. he plays in a band called Inimical Drive out of St. Louis. They're a really great um, heavy metal rock band as well. But that's actually his girlfriend, Tara. They've been together for a while. And uh, they also went through a loss and lost a baby as well, Baby K. And so we thought that using them was just something really significant and special in a way for not only for us to tell our story, but to really make the video authentic by using people who have actually have gone through this themselves so using them was just no question it was like perfect that's really cool what's what's your guys's scene like since you brought up your scene what's your local scene like 
I like cover bands. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots of cover bands. No, I mean, yeah. good, there's a good original scene here, there too. Is. You know? Yeah, it's just finding places to play. I mean, let alone ones that pay, you know. Right. The rock clubs here in Nashville, you know, the bigger ones, you want to, you know, hopefully get on with like a national act. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's <clears throat> just like little dive bars or, you know, other bars that you're probably going to work for tips or play like an hour set, if anything, or get a bar tab or door split. So, you know, the scene, like it's an industry town more than anything. Like everybody is based here. If they're not in L.A. or New York, you know, that's really wanting to pursue the career. So, so many people that you know so many people live here everyone from la and new york is moving here yeah right <laughs> hey, really here too so yeah, we're not I from mean, nashville the, the goal is to not you know play in nashville it's to get out on the road and be based in nashville yeah. so this the scene is very alive and thriving it's just not as loud as you know the lord of the rock scene in la used to be or maybe it even is now you know it's not the i mean it's loud it's rock and roll but a lot of the people that are in the rock scene uh that play in original rock bands also play on broadway too yeah so and that that's the thing is that you know everybody everybody that's in an original band at least probably half of the members in that band are playing covers on broadway and so you know people make their money doing that but there's a lot of really good original bands mm -hmm. here i think that like beyond here is great there, there's a lot of good bands and i think that the scene is coming around and i think that people are getting excited again after we've been locked up for Ever. a year year and a half <laughs> right you know and then people started getting out really just at the middle of last year to be honest I'll, so I'll add everyone's one. excited you know everyone wants to get bands together and everyone's writing music so i think you're gonna see a change in the original scene here in nashville within the next couple of years i think it's really gonna build into something that's gonna be uh yeah. you know memorable and leave it yeah, that was another thing i was getting to is i do see it happening it is trending that way mm -hmm. you know i'll add one more thing yeah. is um you know the one thing that i really like about the scene here is that it's one big family you know one of the things that i've noticed is that um it's not clicky. Like I see people who go to rock concerts, go to country concerts and go to like reggae concerts. And it's not like they just stick to their own little group. You know, we see a lot of people who are um, just constantly getting out because they love music. They want to just support people doing original music because it is hard. Yeah. And we know that. And um, so I'll just add and close with that, you know, the Nashville scene is growing and thriving. Yes, there is a big cover band scene, but um, everyone here is just wanting to help everyone grow and become the best they can be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, nowadays, and Darren and I have been talking about this, nowadays it's easy for anybody to pick up a phone and record and 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 blasted and and it seems like come one hit wonders through the youtube and the apps you know for for a band upcoming band uh or bands or even bands that's been uh around it seems like the social media scene has really put a damper on the original uh i guess band networking in nashville you know you go to la nashville um i don't know up chicago those bigger cities and it's all about the network. Um, and that's awesome that Nashville is, is not clicky like that because in a sense, you're bringing it back to where I'm going to social network with the local bands and, and one of these will make something come something. And they're going to, they're going to remember me, Lydia's castle, Lydia castle is going to remember those. And it's a network. Uh, so that's awesome that you bring that up, that Nashville is, is breaking loose and getting out of that whole clicky, uh, because I have a friend that was was coming up in music, and he said that uh, when he was doing it, it was clicks. It's like yeah. everybody hates us because we're not with this crowd, or we sing this but we mix that. So that's yeah. awesome. Our, you bring that up that Nashville yeah. is is broadening. Our, our scene up here is one hundred percent clicky. It's a big old pissing contest. <laughs> that's, that's that's how it is up here, and like. Even even the metal scene is separate because this guy fucked this guy's girlfriend, so he basically shows with this guy. It's fucking crazy. But one good thing about being in a scene in the Midwest in general is you can get to any major city in like a six to eight hour drive. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. So you can get right the fuck out of town and you can do you could tour the whole Midwest. You can make a lot of money in the Midwest being a regional band. Yeah. 
Because you can go up to Michigan and back in a day or two, you know what yep. I mean? And you can hit every fucking bar on the way up, do a two-week leg, you know what I mean? And that's that's where the money's at if you want a tour. And nice. then, you don't. Know, it's like if you're in Texas, dude, you could drive for 16 hours and still be in Texas, you know? Never <laughs> ends. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, uh, somebody telling me a long time ago, like, you're never going to remember, like, what somebody said to you, but you're always going to remember how you made someone feel. And, you know, taking 30 minutes out of your day to, like, go to another show that even isn't your genre and meeting that new person, you know, people remember that. And that's really kind of how Lydia's Castle has kind of grown organically is we get out enough to where we introduce ourselves to enough people where you do that enough so that people say hey we, we know who you are you know that's the goal and you do that by branching out and breaking out of your shell absolutely 100%. do you guys hang out at your merch table a lot and meet oh, yeah. and all that shit yeah, yeah. yeah. i love bands that do that man yeah, that's I, what it's about that's I, I hate the guys that are on the bus just they're way too cool to be in the bar, you know? It's like, why are you even here then, dude? Yeah, and I mean, even John, you know, like You're our shy. drummer, John, he's, like, from Stain. He played in one of the biggest bands, like, ever, you know? Right. And even him, like, he comes to the merch booth, and he talks to people, and he takes pictures, and he signs things. And, you know, we had a guy last, um, last weekend, we played in Clarksville, Tennessee. We had a guy come all the way to St. Louis just for that show. From St. Louis. From St. Louis for that show. And uh, we hung out with him the whole time at the bar. And, you know, he has sent me like several messages since that show saying that because especially Cody hung out with him so much, he's taking guitar lessons now. Like he wants to learn how to play our music and he wants to learn how to play guitar. Like, that's so cool. Dude, that's what it's about. That's that's what our goal is. Like, you know, absolutely. If you can inspire. um Others, I mean, you're obviously winning. Uh, you know, it's to me, and I'm not a musician by no means, but just sitting back, I've had friends. My best friend is a musician, and uh, just his humbleness and being humble around the scene, um, it speaks volume because once you're at a higher level to where it's like, uh, I don't know, someone that's huge that everybody knows. They tend to to lose sight of where they came from, you know. And I get it. There's there's crazy fans and fanatics and some weirdos out there. But uh, just a, a casual hello on Facebook or like, hey, what's up, is is enough to to bring yeah. uh, joy to anybody's life. And it's the little things like that, especially in today's world with social media. You wow. know, Audie, I um I was actually thinking about this today because you know the search for you music video dropped and everybody says you know great music video great music video and i constantly find myself just saying like thank you thank you thank you and i was thinking exactly about that today like why not comment and go an extra mile like an extra step and say thank you for taking the time to listen to this music video yeah. or i really appreciate you taking the time to write out your review you know going the extra it's just people remember that you know yep. and i think it's so easy as artists to like just get stuck in this cycle of hearing the same compliments and then just responding the same way but to be humble and not be so comfortable in your responses like that's huge yeah you know humility oh, absolutely yeah. smile for sure I was, yeah. And, yeah I was thinking about that today because that, that little bit that little comment will go a long way and it's good and yeah. I'll say this it's good for promotion because that one fan will be like holy crap Lydia's yeah. capsule said thank you and then they're like yo listen to this band they're the greatest band ever just because of that one little comment and and the sincere sincere you meant you meant it you know I'm I'm not gonna do it to promote but you meant it, and yeah. that went a long way. That's awesome. Yeah, I like. Exactly. I love it when bands do that, and, and celebrities as well. You know, you get on Twitter, and uh, but I also understand there is a, a a side of the social media in the world that there's some crazy people out there. It's like wow, like yeah. well, as they, as a fan you know, myself, there's nothing worse than meeting a band that you love and they're a fucking asshole. Right. You know, yeah. like that's like the worst feeling ever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've played, I've opened for a lot of big bands, and it's like they were just pricks. What yeah, was that? Just, what's that saying? Uh, never meet your heroes. Yeah, you know, I mean that, that does hold weight. But I found people from all walks of life can be dickheads, or they can oh, be for sure. people ever. You know, I've met some extremely wealthy and extremely like well-known people that are just the nicest people I've ever met. And I've <laughs> met some very, you know, 
perceptibly lowly people that were just assholes. And, you know, it kind of goes, you know, both ways with the whole celebrity fan sort of dichotomy there. You know, a lot of times the fan will view the celebrity as bigger than human and the celebrity will view themselves as bigger than human when at the end of the day, we're all just fucking people. And, you know, I I want our career to go as far as it can, but I don't ever think we will and don't think anyone should ever lose sight of their humanity and imperfections. And, you know, whatever comes, you know, come, come what may just always be real, always be a homie, you know? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, there's this comment here. It says one good comment reaches ten people, one bad comment reaches a hundred. That's that's absolutely <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, when true. you when you do stuff right, people uh, people don't necessarily talk about it. But man, when you do something wrong, everybody's <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. It's like the boss at your job. They never come around and tell you, hey, good job last night. They tell you when you fucked up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and it's like that across everything. Yeah. Music all the way down to the army. I think it's cool that you, you know, pay attention cool. to your YouTube comments and stuff because I've seen people in fan groups on Facebook freak out like, oh, my God, the singer of Ice Nine Kills liked my comment. And they're screenshotting it. And you mm-hmm. probably made their whole fucking week by doing that shit. So that's, that's really cool that you do that. on literally everything. If you send us a <laughs> message, we answer. If you comment right. on any platform, we answer. We If you subscribe to our email – we're going to email you. <laughs> that's, that's true. You're, you're really quick on that. Huh? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to send this. I just got to remember to send it the right one. Oh, I forgot the S. Oh, yeah. Make sure you get the S. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. That one bad me- mistake just ruined it. Huh? <laughs> While it's on my mind, you guys keep mentioning military. I, I, I want to know if you can just kind of. Sorry if I'm asking a question. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Are you interviewing me? <laughs> yeah, we're military brats. Yeah, we are. So. Really? I, I, wow. I, nice. I, I would love to know just, you know, a brief summary of your careers. You know, so, if you guys both served. So Audi has. I'm currently yeah. active duty. I have like five years left to finish my 20. Nice. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and I'm stationed here in Fort Leonard Wood. St. Louis is actually right up the road. So if yeah, y'all are ever in St. Louis... I'll send a message because I know you'll respond, and uh, yeah. I'll go up there maybe see y'all. Um, it, it's it's 15 years, man, Army, and and my whole family's Army. You know what I mean? Like man, it's, it's you, a man. tradition, uh, and and it's uh, that that's the story of me and and my best friend uh, that's on the other side here. He's up in Illinois. Illinois. Uh, <laughs> what part? Uh, Rockford, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's about an hour away from Chicago, but like the crime is much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I've told him. I've told him that the streets of Rockford were uh, worse than the streets of Iraq. I was in. <laughs> yeah, and just as much gunfire. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, what was this? I remember I played one town in Illinois. It was like one of the highest fucking crime rates out there. Maybe Rockford. It'll probably come to me later. But yeah, for what it's worth, thank you guys for your service. I know sometimes you get tired of hearing that, but no, I I I take it. I thank you for the support. Um, that's awesome. Y'all are are army brats. I say that because um, Navy. 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 Okay. Yeah, my dad. 20 years in the Navy and awesome. your dad did what? 20, 30, 32 in the yeah. army. Oh, wow. Yeah. So your, so your father was probably what a officer. If he did like 30, uh, he was Sergeant major when he retired. Sergeant major. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my, my brother's, my brother's active duty right now. He's staff sergeant up in, uh, Alaska. Okay. For, for yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. that's cool. Well, Hey, that's since cool. you, uh, Audie, you know, you're close to St. Louis and Darren, if you're, if you're interested as well, we haven't announced this yet, but we will have a show in St. Louis. We're going to announce it in June. So if you guys are in the area, once we announce that, we'd love to buy your guys' tickets. You know, come down with us. That would be awesome. I was going to say too, I can point you in the direction for if you ever come up into my area on the places to play. In fact, um, there's a promoter out here or a booking agent or whatever. His name's Jordan Crawford. And when I mentioned that you guys were coming on the show, he's like, I fucking love that band. And he said, he's been trying to get you in Rockford a couple of times. Really? Yeah. Uh, I swear to God, his name's Jordan Crawford. He's probably watching, but, um, <laughs> nice. I will I yeah. down. I'll check it out. Um, I'm usually, like I said, I'm really good about messages and stuff, but, um, I'm super bad with names. I'll respond all day long, but, uh, Names. I like need a name tag for everybody. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Um, yes. Audi Audi's production company who who runs all of our stuff. It's called Audi Marsh Productions. It's it's Amp. Well, the dude I'm talking about, his coincidentally is also called Amp, but it's <laughs> yeah. It's A-list Midwest promotions. So if you get a hold of that guy, he can definitely get you some shows up here. Yeah. No and you'll get paid. They'll pay you. I promise. So just a second, fellas. When uh, when major or not like when the bigger bands come to your guys' scene, do you do they give locals opportunities to open up for them? Is it a pay to play? Do you guys got to sell tickets or are you guys typically the headliners or how does that work? Yeah, so um, recently, like, um, the majority of the shows that we have played have been um, for national acts. And, uh, like, we've opened up for uh, Diamante, Renee Phoenix with Fit for Rivals. And then um, I I believe it was uh, As I Die Last or something like that. But anyways, uh, we do sell tickets here. um, And we have no problems with doing that as well. Uh, you know, around Nashville, we'll usually bring about 150, you know, uh, in, in St. Louis, Nashville. Um, but we don't, we don't have a problem with like, and that's before, you know, uh, releasing music, but we don't have a problem with like selling tickets and doing that kind of thing. You know, that's kind of like the grind that we're used to in, um, in St. Louis. So. Right. Yeah, there's up here like when a national comes through, they'll have the local. That's how the that's how the nationals get paid is by the local bands selling tickets to the show. Yep. And then yeah, that's, yeah, that's how the locals get to be on the bill. There yeah. will be there will be opportunities here. Um, you know, our friends True Villains are opening up for Striper. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, but they- you know, there's there are there are opportunities like that. Um, I haven't seen that nearly as much here as i did in our scene in st louis yeah there's always there's always good opportunities there for opening up for national acts like i've i've opened for you know buck cherry there i've opened for hawthorne heights all like just a bunch of different bunch of different bands taproot you know i have a red jumpsuit in st louis i opened up a red jumpsuit at the warehouse in (laughs) 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 we've all opened up uh, i will say that here i don't I don't think it's quite as as uh, as common as it is like in St. Louis, but there are opportunities like that. Um, but the majority of shows that we play are, you know, our local shows. You know, we we are trying to build a local scene here. At the end of the day, yeah, um, right. So, you know, we're, we're you know we're trying to build a natural following. We're not trying to jump states, trying to play one-off shows, and you know, Seattle, and then go down to you know Wyoming or whatever. You know what I mean? California. Like, it, like, I mean, it has to. It has to. You know, you if have got a bus. You have, to, <laughs> you have to spider web out. You know, some bands will kind of try to jump all the way to California immediately. Yeah, um, there's no point in that, man. You gotta you gotta build in your area first and slowly branch out. You know, I would it love, might not be that way all the time. I don't know, man. Yeah. Dude, there is nothing more I'd love to do than have like play a set the whiskey a go go on the side. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that. That was that was always my childhood dream. But right. I do. I don't really see the value in just trying to play one-off shows there when we're all the way over here you yeah. know we can do it cheaper here instead exactly. of following you know it doesn't matter where people live as long as they like your music they're going to find a way to come to a show Absolutely. right and there's obviously people out there listening to you because your falling into place music video has almost twenty thousand views on youtube and that's mm-hmm. impressive for a local band you know that, I mean, actually, that was kind of weird how it happened man because we we released the video and then i think two days later we it, it wasn't really doing as well as phoenix for the first two days and it was like whatever that's fine maybe people this is just not everybody's style and then we went on we did a, an interview with our radio station here in nashville called 1029 the buzz and it's like an alternative you know like 90s 2000s rock type of station and they have a local scene every sunday night so we went on and they played a couple of our songs and we were only in the studio for 30 minutes and we walked out with like 500 more views on our video. And then for the next week, I think it, it jumped up probably like 2000 views for like 2000 yeah. views overnight. So people, are and then for the rest of the week, the it word. went up, it went up at least probably, I think around 10 or 15,000 views. And, and that was the, that was the radio station. That yeah, out? that was just a yeah. local radio station. Wow. It reaches out, you know. That's, that's, out. I, I say that's surprising because it's like you almost feel like radio's dead at some point with everything right. 
you know, I, yeah, with that's everything, a good point. You know? <laughs> I certainly yeah. wasn't, dude. I was certainly wasn't expecting that. I mean, but yeah, they, that's, they that's about good it too because, like, you know, people, you know, they like word to of hear mouth, their, man. Word yeah. of mouth, but I think also that kind of tells me that there's people out there that are looking for new music. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for the the fact that like that many people decided to go look up our video after. A local show after like after just a like Sunday a Sunday night exactly. local that's what I'm show. saying. Like yeah. it, it takes a lot for someone to give a shit to like hear a band and then actually want to like look them up and listen to more. Like, right. You only got like the first 45 seconds to impress somebody. Yeah, right. Spans are so few and far between these days. Man, that right. song slaps too. So, that yeah, opening just, riff and falling into place, like dude, the video is badass. And I gotta oh. ask, um <laughs> yeah. What, um, I don't know if it's your guitar player or what. It's got to be one of you two. But were you going for like the innocent guy, or were you going for like the Charles Manson guy? Oh, total Charles Manson. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, like, was, either- uh, I was I was sitting here thinking like, oh, I know John's not going to act like a fool, and right. Jamie had his own character going on, and Tanya's supposed to be, you know. I, I don't know what she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be like this funky. She's pretty. She's supposed to be yeah. pretty on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's, yeah, she's just supposed to be that fiery redhead. So I was right. like, well, we don't have a crazy prisoner. So I played the crazy guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you're you're jumping up and you're cuff moving. And like, is he saying it wasn't me or is he saying I'll fucking kill you? No, right? I was actually totally admitting to cutting the pizza delivery guy's throat because he brought me a pepperoni oh my pizza gosh, instead so of a mushroom funny. pizza. Literally, <laughs> you listen to the to the audio. I was talking a bunch of nonsense. I just made up a story on the spot. About, Should I cut the pizza? Shouldn't I cut the pizza? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I cut the pizza. Yeah, I, it was it was really dumb how it came how it came across. Oh, but I think. Uh, I think you know it looks it looks cool. I don't know. It was a cool visual. No, it was really cool. I, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot, man. Yeah, it was it was nice. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was kind of a brainchild between Tanya and I. We were originally gonna we had a different concept for that video. No, no, you you're you're sugarcoating it. Let me tell the story. Four days, five days before we cut we filmed that, we were supposed to film this in someone's backyard in the woods. Like it was gonna be just a live take of it. We're like sitting on the couch eating dinner. I'm like flipping through my phone. I come across this prison set. Now it was like a little bit out of our budget, but I talked to the guys and we planned that whole thing in like four days. We filmed it in six hours with 15 people. So uh, I don't know, like pulling that off and how good it turned out. I think we were all just like, this is this is crazy. <laughs> it turned out, yeah. Paddle the play. <laughs> so, how'd you find this prison set? What do you mean by that? They went to prison. How did I find it? <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean this prison set? Like, you, how, how did you find? Like, like, I don't understand. Like, there's like places in Nashville that you can like rent out sets. Okay, like, like, like movie, like movie sets. You know, so yeah. like this place. uh I don't know if I'm allowed to say their name on here. I'm sure they wouldn't mind the free promotion, but uh, <laughs> it's it's Warren, Warren Studios in Nashville. So they they have several different locations, but with this one location, they took over this old paint factory, mm-hmm. and it has several buildings. And like, it's not really like they make you sign a waiver for a reason. Yeah, it's kind of one of those places. Okay, you could fall through the floor. Um, you could fall die. through the floor. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you you got yeah, like straight up like we <laughs> we had to get insurance the entire thing so yeah. um but they have different scenes set up and they look really good like they, they have one uh which is the the prison setup where they have like the warden's office the interrogation room and the cells and then they also had another one where it was a, a hotel room and it was a very believable hotel room with uh breakaway walls so that way like if you wanted to film some like somebody in the bathroom like opening their uh, medicine cabinet above oh, the sink cool. you could be on the other side with the camera and you could see them open the door and it's you know you can't oh, your face it's it's really cool Very but cool. they have a bunch of different spots like that um i think a lot more bands around here are getting turned on to that uh that yeah. studio because i've been seeing more and more bands using them for their videos they got like a like um what is it like a like a hospital scene kind of setup, oh, which is kind of cool. Yeah, they have um, it really. Honestly, anything that you need um, is pretty much there. A, 
Yeah. Yeah. You just got to be prepared to like move your stuff probably up two flights of stairs and like mm. uh, <laughs> 50 yards over there. And you, you might get mold poisoning like on the oh, floor, nice. though, but it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> here's a little bit of asbestos. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, like at the end of falling into place when my face was on like the floor, I was like, I'm going to get mold poisoning. <laughs> and I did that like 10 times. Like It's well worth it. <laughs> no, but uh, he was, he was, you know, Warren, I think is, is actually his name, but he's, uh, really good to work with and it, he um you know as long as you say you know do what you say and you're you know you clean up your stuff after it's yeah, done he's, cool, man. He's, he's a good guy to work with you know like i could recommend him to anybody yeah it's pretty cool i i uh i've always wanted, wanted to know what went behind the scenes of you know because what we see on youtube and and movies and stuff is not like what it really is when you're filming it oh. um so I, that's pretty cool to, to see that if a person owns a bunch of land and all these sets, um, they're definitely doing something right. And, and the quality of and that makes for y'all, it makes the quality of the video. If, if if you can broaden your horizons as far as like finding areas to do it and not like some bullshit like backyard where it's like you see someone's fences and, and trailers and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I say that because the quality of the video is what's going to sell the music in a sense if if a band is doing music videos it, it's like what are they bringing to the table is, is it going to be some shit show obviously lydia's castle the quality like it literally on my phone and i'm not gonna sit here and toot y'all's own horn but i'm gonna sit here and toot y'all's own horn like it brought the hd out in my phone I was like holy crap like this, this <laughs> looks really freaking good i was like amazed at some of the videos that y'all put out um i'm definitely gonna throw some links up um, after we do this podcast, because the ones that are listening, uh, you know, I'm going to get them in tune. They need to watch some of y'all's videos and, and the quality is amazing. So shout out to who Warren, you said, yeah, uh, I would definitely use them more. Yeah, definitely. He's, he yeah. knows how to do it. So he's got it set up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the one who provided the, uh, the warehouse and everything. Awesome. Well, yeah. yeah y'all keep doing it. Keep using them. Keep, and whatever camera y'all are using to film, that's that's freaking amazing man. too. Yeah, it's awesome. Austin <laughs> Austin's the man. His Lighthouse Studios. His SEO isn't as good as ours, but like you can find Austin Delamano <laughs> here. There's like a million Lighthouse Studios. But yeah, we were just like, if we're gonna spend the money to actually like hire Austin to bring him in to shoot this, I was like, we yeah. need to we need to keep doing things that is gonna make us stand out and, and we need to take risk. And you know, we took a risk on doing that. It's not something that you've ever like. I've never seen a band do anything like that before. Um, not, I mean, I, I've seen bands do like prison stuff, but like not this kind of like storyline. You know what I right, mean? Right. Yeah, I get it. And um, I was like, every band does. Not every band. I should take that back. But like a lot of there are a lot of bands that like will take the cop out route because it is the cheapest option. But mm -hmm. for us, like, we, you know, even though we had to scrap up some extra money, um, we just wanted to make it like worth our time, you know, and uh, it looked like everyone loved it. So music yeah. videos are where it's at for me oh, personally absolutely. like me i will sit up all night drinking beers and and watching music videos i don't put on cds anymore yeah. i got my phone in front of me and I, a video will make you cry dude you know like if it's the right video you ever seen fucking november rain by guns and roses jesus christ you know <laughs> i still cry to this day All right <laughs> that's one thing, that's one thing that i've noticed with uh with analytics with uh streaming services and youtube mm -hmm. Uh, video is where it's at. Yeah, you know, uh, we've Absolutely. had we've, we've certainly had the best response on YouTube. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's well, people can it's, see you. It's like authentic. It's a video. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it tells the story to the to the the, the music. You know, for yeah. sure. It's and crazy, we talk like this as if it's new because MTV's been out for a long time. <laughs> but, yeah. but, it, but MTV what? is nothing but ridiculous now. So we have to resort to what we're doing now youtube you know was it vivo i think it's vivo music is a universal language you can show a song to 10 people and 10 of those people like well i think the song's about this i think the song's about that and then you watch the music video and you're like holy shit all 10 of us were wrong you know <laughs> or wrong. sometimes or yeah or sometimes the video has nothing to do with the lyrics or whatever but i just i love a video that'll tell a story oh, i'm absolutely. a sucker for that shit yeah. Yeah. especially if you do like part one part two part three yep. if you put a couple of parts in there i fucking love that yep. shit 
I think I'll, fill you, I'll fill you guys on one more thing real quick. Um, you know, cause we are about taking gambles. We're big gamblers. We take risks. And if you notice like in each video, it's less and less of us, you know, like in Phoenix, it was like a 50, 50 split of storytelling and band, right? Actually it was like 75% band, 25% story. And then you go into falling into place and it's like, we became the story. Well, search for you is completely different. It's like 10% band, like 90 percent concept thanks for doing the math for me (laughs) but but, uh you know like um and you don't see that and uh you know a lot of people were like wow you don't want your instruments in it you don't really want the band in it we're like no we're gonna do something completely different like we want the story of this song to be the forefront of it so that's, well, it paid off because it yeah. hasn't even been up 24 hours and you almost have a thousand views. There's like a little over wow. 700. So I haven't checked. Cool. I haven't yeah. checked. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention either. I I'm cry every right time now. I watch it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a box of tissues for sure. <laughs> I don't here. cry. Like the first time like we watched like the final yeah. pressing of the video before it was released, I was like. It's, it's good to see your work come alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it Most gets definitely. Me. So I got a generic question, but it's one I always like to ask musicians because I always get a different answer from everybody. But like, why do you do what you do? Why, why music? Why, why not fucking soccer or fucking anything else? You know what? Why do you make music? Sure. Uh, I'll go first. Um, For me, as just the front person of a band, I feel like you... Out of all the members, you really kind of have a an opportunity to do a lot of good in the world because people not only do they look up to you, but through your lyrics, you're able to really talk about your stories and, and to kind of help navigate and guide people through hard times. And that's kind of like my purpose is, you know, Phoenix is about bullying, falling into place is about becoming the person that you really want to be. Search for you is about going through a loss. We have another song on our EP called fading away. And it's pretty much about, you know, overcoming, um, somebody who's tearing you down. And then what comes around is uh, also another like good karma. You put in good karma, you get back good karma. You know, what comes around goes around. And so I feel like talking about real things in these lyrics and and um, helping people out, that's kind of like, that's my goal. And then aside for that, just one more thing is, um, you know, sharing my story about Lydia, there's a lot of women who go through losses and they feel very isolated. Like they can't talk about it because it's like a taboo topic. And so when we get on podcasts or radio interviews, or we talk about, you know, the band or what have you, we openly discuss about, you know, going through our loss. And our goal is to, you know, my goal as a front person and as a woman is for other women to know that they're not alone. You know, I think that's so important um, to share. So that's, that's my, that's why I do what I do. So. Cody. I mean, I'll go next if you want. Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple on my end. Yeah. I just can't fucking get away from it. Yeah. Like, you know, I started playing, you know, fuck. Like, well, I'll fast forward to, I picked up bass when I was 11 in seventh grade. You know, it was the first instrument where I actually started getting traction on. And then once I, I was able to play songs, I, was, I could play my favorite songs. I was like, holy fuck, this is more important than anything else. Oh, what? I get to go to college on dad's GI Bill? No, squander that. Go play in three. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, it, it, it makes no sense to the logical fucking mind that all these other stable paths I could have taken that were essentially just rolled out for me even though I knew what that, that was probably the perceived right thing to do, you know, you know, music, music should be a hobby is like, no dude, like this is such music is such a powerful force. It's and like when a you, drug. It is. And when you can <laughs> put your hands on it in some way and you're, you're literally taking intangible air, you know, whatever is out there in the fuck you know and you you (laughs) noise that is just amazing and it's so powerful and it just overtakes me and everything i do and yeah i can't escape it and i've learned to embrace it and yeah i'm i think it's hysterical that you could have went to college for free and you're like fuck that here's four strings (laughs) yeah oh mom 
You tell your mom, mom, when I grow up, I'm going to be a musician. And your mom says, you can't do both. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) It's just, you know, once it grabs a hold, man, you can't get away from it. If you you got the music in you, you got the music in you. Some people have more of it. Some people have, you know, enough of it. You know, everyone has just enough to connect and feel. But when you have that in your bones to where you can make the music, you know, people can do it just, you know, you do it enough to satisfy yourself and satisfy the people that listen to you doing it. And I always thought people that aren't into music are fucking aliens. Like, it's just so (laughs) strange. Like, how can you not be into that? Like, oh, I I only listen like in the car on the way to work. I'm like, what? Like, this shit runs my life, dude. Yeah. You know, but. I don't know. That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, what I, about you, man? <sighs> He's still I, figuring I, it out. <laughs> why do I do what I do? I don't know. Because guitar gets girls. Does <laughs> 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 like, she make you play the guitar? You're going to be in my band, goddammit. <laughs> you are there. <laughs> man, I think my, my reasons change all the time, to be honest with you. That makes sense. My original reason was because my dad was a is a guitar player and my mom is a bass player and they both met in a band. And so it was kind of instilled in me that, you know, there was always a guitar hanging around. My dad's acoustic was always I still have it. Mm-hmm. It was it's just it's always been hanging around and I would pluck away on some chords and I thought it would be cool to play music because for one, my dad did it. I would watch him sing and play guitar and record and do all these things. Uh, So at first I wanted to do it just because he did it. And then I grew to appreciate, you know, players like Randy Rhodes and Eddie Van Halen Mm -hmm. and uh, Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy Page, all those guys, you know, the classics. And you get into people, uh, you know, like you get James Hetfield and you got – People like John Frusciante from uh, the Chili Peppers, and you, you just get you, you know you God. start you start just <laughs> just engulfing yourself in this music, and you start realizing that the reason you do it is because it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, that's why I do it is because it makes me feel good. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I think everyone's got quirks about them and and things that help them, and this is just one of those things that helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think it would be cool if it impacted other people as well. I think that's a good reason to do it. And I think that's part of the reason why I do it is hopefully, it hopefully it reaches out to somebody. And You hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling good, man. It's, yeah, all, it's, it's all about feeling good, whether it's me feeling, feeling good. good or other people feeling good. Yeah. I just hope that it feels good. You know? It's free. Th- well, I, I shouldn't say free therapy because being a musician is expensive as fuck, but yeah. I, it's kind of free therapy, I guess. It's, it's free for me because I'm not a, I'm not a, <laughs> I, yeah, right. I, I joined the army. I can't play anything. I was like, I'm just gonna. Go <laughs> like, when you're a drummer, man, it's like owning a car because if something breaks in your drum kit, it's a couple hundred bucks to fix it. You know. Oh yeah. man. Or those poor goddamn drummers hauling all their shit, and the singers never nowhere ever to be found. Like, yeah. what's a fucking sound check? Are you guys <laughs> like that, or is that just me? No, <laughs> bro. I do my own sound check. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not like most bands, you know. Our, you know, our inner dan- our our inner band dynamic is different than most bands. You know, we got you know our guitarist and singer are married. You know, and we win. You know. You know, John's been in the ringer with Stain. You know, he knows he's got the most experience out of yeah. this band. You know, and me, you know, I've been playing live music since I was 13. You know, I've been doing this for a while, but like, this is the first band, like, original band I've been in that's really, I hate to say it to anyone else I've played with in a band that's been listening, but has had their <laughs> shit together <laughs> in the right way, so to speak. You know, and yeah, I feel like anytime we're out at a show, we stick together, you know. Yeah, we hang out outside of being a band, which is cool. Yeah. You know, like, um, so, like, we'll eat dinner together on our rehearsal nights. You know, I'll make band dinners. Um, because usually, like, we're rehearsing from, like, 4 to 7, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So, it's, like, right in dinner hours. So, like, we'll have, like, vegan tacos and, like, yeah. healthy, like, try <laughs> to delicious. eat some healthy. And I'm uh, mad about it. <laughs> no that that shit's important man because like every band i've ever been and we never really hung out much outside of the band stuff so you kind of feel like strangers and then it starts to feel like a job it yeah. starts losing its fun 
you know so that's really cool that you guys all get along and genuinely enjoy hanging out with each other it's not just like oh fuck now i gotta go to practice i guess because it's monday no, bro. that's we awesome like, like babysit john's cat <laughs> <laughs> you know like we we go to cookouts and shows together like we went oh, yeah. to go see 10 years together we were cool. going to see mammoth together you know we 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 like get out and we do things so this is like this is our family you know how'd you guys hook up with john so you want to tell the story yeah sure uh tanya and i we uh put out an ad for some members to uh to start lydia's castle and this was at the beginning of 2021 so last year was Um, that last year it was, it was, yeah, it's been about a year, a year and a couple months. Sounds like me. Uh, we put out an ad and then we, long story short, we just, we met him through uh, a mutual friend and John liked the music. He wanted to stick around mm-hmm. and he, you know, stuck with us and we developed the songs and he's just been with us ever since. He, he likes it. He's, he was wanting to do something original again. He didn't really want to do the whole cover scene um he was just looking for something to seek his teeth into and I, and he found that in our music so yeah. he, he was done yet yeah it wasn't <laughs> it, it was one of those things where we actively tried to seek him out we just kind of ended up in the same room together and we, we vibe and so we, well we right. just decided that we uh wanted to try it yeah so. and, and dare, dare i say it i feel like we're trying to break a whole lot of stigma with this band in many ways than one it's like so many people t- say that you know, there's a point where you're too old to play music or you can't play music if you're married or you can't play music, blah, blah. Like there's all, all these misconceptions where, dude, it doesn't fucking matter, you know? And I think we're just trying to prove the world wrong in a whole lot of ways. Right. It doesn't matter if John's like 100 years old. No. Like, he's he will still playing those yeah. <laughs> we gotta We got to go pick up John at the nursing home. We got band. <laughs> yeah. We got to make some around. vegan tacos. <laughs> Tanya's making vegan else. tacos. We can pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him I said that. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't even know that the the drum kit hides his wheelchair that he's sitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell him we're saying this. He seems like he could kick all of our asses. Dude, Old man's great. Uh, he's he looks said like a Gandalf bear, man. He's so. like he's he's such <laughs> a tech. He is. He's, he's one of the nice. He's such a nice guy, he man. Is, he's, just, he's such a real fucking. Good he man. is amazing. He'll tell you what's up, man. But he's just got the warmest heart you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, I, I got pretty drunk last night watching your guys' music videos and preparing <laughs> yeah, for this I, episode. And um, I wrote down like twenty something softball questions, and for some reason I wrote down duct tape on Mike. Falling into place. So what the fuck? What's yeah. up with the? Is there duct tape on a microphone in the music video? Yeah, there he doesn't, is. He doesn't remember. So here's what yeah, happened. Well, it's, it's it's not a good story. It's the story is I forgot to bring an extra log cable for her. <laughs> okay. So she was going to be playing. You know, normally a cordless mic is not a big deal unless the mic is supposed to be corded. So right. I'm gonna look really stupid. So I found this old. Uh, nobody will notice. It's fine. <laughs> you noticed. Clearly <laughs> drunk. All drunk. Right? Is that tape? <laughs> <laughs> I found this guitar cable and I duct taped it. Duct taped it to her. Uh... Oh no! That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's that's awesome. awesome. I was like, they won't. They, they can't tell the difference. People duct tape their microphones all the time. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that's that's what I assumed it was. Like, oh, it was probably crackling, but I'm like, no, it's a fucking music video. They're not playing yeah. shit live. It's more of that prison vibe. You know? I, I just yeah. I, I had to attach a chord to it somehow. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. That is awesome, man. Yeah. Well, we've been we've been live for about an hour. Do you guys have any closing statements or anything you guys want to talk about? Are you guys on Spotify or are you on tour? Anything you want to promote? Your- yeah, you yeah. got merch. What's going on? Yeah, what's I was up? just curious, like, what else do you have written down? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, just like softball questions. If you want, we can go through them. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, one of them was, what's your favorite setting for a show? Do you like the smaller venues, the bigger venues, the packed crowds, small crowds? What do you got? Indoor, outdoor? Uh. <laughs> Small to medium-sized venues and packed crowds. Yes, at all. yes, that's yes. awesome. 
more yeah. bodies, more energy. I like to be as close as I can to the people. Yeah, right. Cool. No, that's very cool. Um, another one was, did any of you guys take any lessons to learn your craft, or are you just kind of natural at it? Nope. Yeah, One I've... day I just got really pissed off and found out I could do that thing with my voice and was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> never, well, this is cool. <laughs> I've never taken a bass lesson in my life, but you know, I went to college for music ed as a percussion major, oddly enough. So I did take like private lessons and percussion and ensemble. But just not bass. Which it, just not bass, but you know, just everything I learned in music theory, you know, <laughs> it translates, you know. And then you I've, I've taken like a, a total of maybe two months worth of lessons. And that was in the middle of me already learning how to play guitar. So yeah. It, I'm, it I'm seems so, like I'm seems so like for you it's like a tradition. Just the way you told us earlier, the whole family has been nothing but. but yeah, I've, I've so. just always. Family there's tradition. always been a guitar yeah. around. I've always understood how it worked. It was just a matter of me just putting the names to the faces, essentially. And yeah. I figured it out. I'm, I'm left handed, so that ruined me from the beginning. I, <laughs> I would be able, never be able to learn. Uh, well, what was Jimi Hendrix's excuse then? Yeah. Well, it was like the 70s. Yeah. It was lots it was of the it. 70s and a lot of. A lot of yeah. drugs and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, one question I wrote: You got a song called Phoenix, and uh, how how does the actual like the um the, the 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 creature itself, Phoenix, like how does that pertain to you in your personal lives? Um, fuck bullies. Well, the Phoenix, you know, it's in an essence, it's rising from the ashes. Right, becoming new. Right. Yeah. It's it's finding your new identity. You know, uh, there's only so much you can do in your in a life where you've experienced a lot of uh, heartache or just a lot of troubling times. And eventually you take all of that internally and then you transform yourself into, into a person. All of us are constantly transforming, you know, continuously through all the experiences that we, that we go through in life. So if the Phoenix is basically... Uh, it's just resembling that. Basically. It's just constantly improving or constantly uh, uh, renewing yourself. No, yeah, I, I totally get it. That's an excellent answer, man. <laughs> so, what are your uh, what's what's your ultimate goal with Lydia's Castle? Uh, I mean, I feel like our goal. And is if you if you have uh, short term goals along the way too, please feel free to elaborate on them. Uh, short term, I think we want to build a regional following, uh, try to cover as much area as we can, like within the immediate states around us. And then long term, man, that's just kind of like up to the people. Yeah. I you mean, know, it really like, is. yeah, it's, it's up to whether, it, whether people, uh, like our music and want to support us or not. Yeah. And I think, I think time will tell that. So, yeah. uh, but as far as we can take it, that'd be great. Yeah. I don't want to work yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Doing both fucking sucks, man. It's like one or the other, dude. I don't I don't know if you guys ever heard of a band called Super Bob. Yes. Um, I've, I've, no, I've, I've never. Up, I've played dude, those are my fucking guys. I've been playing shows with those dudes for like nine years, and they're not a band anymore. Oh, but really? Yeah. Those dudes were playing like 120 shows a year, working yeah. 40 plus hours a week, and it's just like, but not anymore. Then they, they went full time, but they were completely independent. They've been as far as West Texas touring and everything, and they were 100% independent. They're like, fuck the labels. But then, you know, they started having kids. Oh, and Super Bob. They're fucking amazing. Um, oh, the singer, Matt Santoro. Yeah, fuck California. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt, Matt Santoro's been in our podcast twice. He's a real good friend of mine. Um, I yeah, love I those fucking dudes. But I figured they'd be in your area because they tour all over. So I'm like, these guys, one of them at least yeah. got a fucking ear at Super Bob. Yeah, I've, I've played on the same bill as them two or three times, you know, at you know, I grew up in Clarksville, you know, there's okay. We, we played at the warehouse yeah. there last week. And, you know, I, I grew up cutting my teeth in that bar. You know, I was underage drinking in that bitch since I was 17. <laughs> but I can say that because they're closing in August fucking sucks. But you know, I was going to say, I, you know, we're live, right, brother? It's bittersweet, but, you know, it is what it is, you know, but yeah, I, Love those guys. That's awesome. Fucking A. 
you guys got any uh closing statements though uh like yeah anything anything you guys want to talk anybody, about anything you want to promote uh, or yeah the only thing i would like to say is uh we're playing in louisville kentucky on actually tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow. oh shit. <laughs> oh, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah we're playing <laughs> that is tomorrow we're playing at a place called club nirvana um but then we also have our EP release party. It's going to be on May 7th at the end in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we're playing with our good friends, Voltage Hawk and True Villains. Um, we're also going to be dropping our physical EP release or physical EP um, CD that that night. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we're going to be releasing the digital copy on uh, June 4th. So if you do come to the show, you're going to get, um, we're like making these like old school 2000, like CDs, like pull out liner notes, like lyrics, pictures. Oh, that's where like, it's at. Yeah. yeah. Like yep. Bring in the art back to, to that again, yeah, you know? That's awesome. Um, Something so physical, physical ones, yeah. May 7th, digital ones, June 4th, come to the show. You get to hear all of the music before anybody else oh, does. Yeah. And then uh, we're looking to also have another show in June, which we'll announce soon and hopefully see you guys there. That'd be super dope. Yeah, I'll try to get up there. I really will. It's only like a two hour drive. Yeah. Um. So I will definitely mark it on the calendar. I'll I'll pay attention to the emails and the and the Facebooks and, and whatever date y'all come out with, I'll, I'll do my damnness to get my ass up there. It's only two hours. Yeah. I want to, I want to go to the merch table and get like pictures and stuff and be like, Hey, yes! remember, remember this, you know, now Lydia's castle is like in Hollywood. I'm like, you remember Audie, that guy, that guy smelled, he stunk. <laughs> well, get some merch. We make all of our merch in house as well. So awesome, Ooh. absolutely. No, we we do the printing and all of that. So, um, but those are the two main things that we got going on right now. We're working on some more shows, some more dates, some more music videos in July and August. But you know, the goal is to just keep pumping out content, keeping that SEO up, and uh, just staying in front of people's faces. So. You, you got a website or something? I was going to ask, where can like yeah. someone from out of state get a shirt or something like that? Yeah, yeah so you can go to uh, LydiasCastle.com for okay. all of our merch, tickets, music videos, photos, behind-the-scenes photos, social media, social media accounts, stream accounts, um, like anything you want, you can you can go there. So, And like I said, if you message us, we respond. So we... We appreciate the people who take the time to, to reach out. So cool. I'll definitely be pushing your music going forward. You guys are very awesome. It was really fun to talk to you guys. This did not feel like a job at all. This was yeah, uh, this is cool, man. Just, yeah. I had a lot of fun. You guys are more than welcome to come back in the future if you'd like to. And um, I will definitely be showing off your music videos and things like that to all my friends. Mm -hmm. I got a whole big scene. I got I got two of my buddies uh, from two separate bands that are in my pool table room right now. That I'm gonna, as soon as I get off of here, I'm gonna be like, dude, you guys gotta check out this band that we just interviewed. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, thank you guys. No, it was cool hanging out with you. Absolutely. We appreciate your guys' time. And uh, again, hopefully we can see you in St. Louis. And if not, maybe we'll we'll do a show up in Darren up in your area. That'd be sweet. Yes, we'll stay awesome. in contact about that. I, I definitely have a few venues you guys can play at. So heck yeah, man. Love it. Cool. We'll make it awesome. happen. Well, thank y'all. Thank you all for coming on. Darren, yeah. Audie, appreciate it so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Amazing. Guys. Glad to have y'all. And again, in the future, y'all want to circle back around, talk about some new albums y'all are dropping. Feel free to reach out. Yep. Y'all y'all are friends now. That's the way it works here. Yeah. Yeah. Friends. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I love you, but all right we'll see you guys around you guys take care man you too see you later all right bye that went extremely well that was a lot of fun yeah i i definitely you know uh meeting new bands that you're just not too familiar with and then bringing to the table the humble, the humbleness, dude. That's that's where it's at, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. Regardless of what you do across the board, be fucking human and don't put your ego on top of a fucking, you know, a pedestal and talk down to people. And and right, that, that's awesome. I, I see this band going a long way. I really me do. too, one hundred percent. And um, they're genuine and they circle. They they create their music around their personal experiences. Uh, yeah, man, it broke my right. fucking heart when they told me what their band. Yeah, that's, meant. that's crazy. Like, that that took a lot of balls to be like, "Yo, we're gonna call it this." You yeah, know I mean? and like, wow. I was like, 
I don't know. I just, I wanted to be like, I'm so sorry. Like that fucking, that is terrible. Nobody should have to fucking go through that. And I was worried how the rest of the interview was going to go. I'm like, God damn. Cause I, now I have that on my, yeah, yeah, now I have that on my heart and I'm like, fuck, you know, (laughs) but, um, no, that was cool. I was worried going in because I'm like, man, I don't know much about these guys. This is going to be a hard fucking interview, but they made it really easy. It was, they were a lot of fun. Very, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's probably one of the and best their fucking ever. music videos kick ass. Their music is fucking cool. I'm I'm really happy about this. That was a great episode. Absolutely, I I want to have them again in the future. I feel like yes, most definitely. Come in and bring something else to the table. But that's it, dude. I I I this was fun. I love you, man. This is love you this too, is brother. The highlight of my week. Yep. Um, this is what makes me do what I want to do. Uh, gets me out of slumps. It's very. Therapeutic. 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 There you go. <laughs> awesome. I'm at it. <laughs> Hi, brother. Anything else you want to add to this? No, I'm going to get out of here because <laughs> I got dude. two buddies over here waiting on me. I'm going to kick the shit out of them in Super Nintendo and I'm going to get fucking hammered and it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, fr- uh, please check out our Patreon. Thank you to all of our patrons. I must give them a shout out. Absolutely. Um, let me get my list of patrons here. It is Ben Newman, number one, Chandra Daler, Ryan Merriman, Brent Kopaka, Tara Myers, Paul Tonkovich, John Bailey, Kaylee Jellick. We have t-shirts and koozies now. Please holler at us for our super fucking awesome Don't Blame Us podcast t-shirts and koozies. Did you mention uh, Ryan? I did say Ryan, Ryan okay. Merriman. Yep, I totally did. And also, yeah, just hit us up for shirts. And next Friday, our topic will be true crime in the Chicago area. So we will be talking about H.H. Holmes. We will be talking about, oh, that wasn't, was that Chicago? Hey, was H.H. Holmes in Chicago? Dave, was H.H. Holmes, that was Chicago, right? Yeah. H.H. H. Holmes? I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chicago. Right, whatever. Yeah, it was Chicago, goddammit. And then Conway <laughs> Basty, of course, Richard fucking Speck. And we'll talk about Al Capone and uh, specifically the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. So that's going to be a great fucking Sounds episode. good. Yep. All, All right, right love you, brother. I'll see you later, man. All right, man. See you, dude. Peace out. Yep. Thank you for tuning in to our little Passion Project podcast. Remember, we go live every single Friday night, same damn time, same damn channel. So if you miss it, don't blame us.